listening to the State Bar of Texas podcast channel. I'm Jillian Beck. In this episode, we'll hear Rocky Deer of Dallas-based Atlas Legal Research and the host of Texas Bar TV talking with Texas lawyers and legal professionals about important trends and topics in the law. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Rocky Deer coming to you from Texas Bar TV. It is 2017, already 2017. Can you believe it? Halfway through. It is, it is. It's June 22nd, the first day of the State Bar Annual Meetings. Sitting with me, we've got Samantha Martinez. Samantha is, is actually one of our speakers on the Adaptable Lawyer Track this year. So what have you found to be the biggest challenge in that transition from big firm to kind of smaller firm and now completely by yourself? Has there been one thing maybe that... Yeah, so um, the, the administrative piece of it, that's probably obvious. Um, and, and I think it depends on your personality as an attorney. I love the business side of things. I love to be looking at uh, financial reports and, and checking where I am on receivables and things like that. Um, lots of lawyers don't like that. Uh, so I enjoy it, but but even for those of us who enjoy it, the, real, the hardest thing is just how much time it takes, how much time it takes to run uh, a business well, you know, whether it's a law firm or anything else, just to keep it running right. And that's really where I've found myself, uh, you know, one step shy of exhausted most of the time. I'm sure. So I, I'm not talking about billables here, but just overall work. Would you say it's more work being a solo than being in a small firm versus in a big firm, or same hours just allocated differently? Right. Um, that's such a great question. I don't, you know, I I don't know the answer, and I think it's probably different for everyone. But um, certainly, you're going to have a. a a level of administrative work in whatever uh, of these venues it is. Because in the big firm, you have committees and you have, um, you know, lots of uh, really important administrative emails and things like that that go sure. around as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, business development, which is, you know, a whole other, whole other topic. That's universal. We yes. all, we all got to do we some of that. We all have to do that. Right. You know, so I know you do employment law. One of the, one of the things I keep seeing on my LinkedIn feed, I mean, this is over the last maybe month or so, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of articles about the gender pay gap. And I have to tell you that that sort of surprises me a little bit because I thought by now we would either be, either we would have crossed that and not had that issue anymore or that we'd be on our way. And just the number of articles and the number of comments I see on it leads me to think that we're nowhere near solving that problem. What's, what is your opinion on that? And is gender still an issue you see a lot in your practice? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a real hot topic these days. Um, you know, like anything else, uh, causes of action come sure. and go. There is still a gender pay gap. It's not what it used to be, but it's still there. And um, there is certainly more interest in these types of claims because the... Um, the way that you prove an Equal Pay Act claim, mm-hmm. which is a, a separate law from Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, which also provides protection for gender discrimination, um, is different, and the defenses are not the same. So someone can unintentionally discriminate under the mm-hmm. Equal Pay Act and be liable mm-hmm. um, versus in uh, regular gender discrimination, Title VII type claims, uh, intent is everything. Well, under an Equal Pay Act claim, intent is not everything. You really look at the job duties between a woman and a man doing equal work and an equal context and then say, 
is there mm. is there a business related reason for this? Um, and and there's been a lot of studies about how how women comport themselves in negotiations right. for salaries. Sure. So you know a lot of times it's that a woman and a man come and they you know let's say they are both salespeople. They are hired at different times. They may have slightly different levels of experience, but. The uh, man is, uh, for whatever reason, more socialized or, or who knows, I mean, it's an interesting question, uh, may negotiate for the um, pay increase or a higher starting salary that a woman's not going to ask for. Hmm. And there's also been studies showing that uh, women who negotiate are actually looked upon unfavorably. I've, 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 I've seen those articles. Guys, if you, if you haven't already, if you're looking at transitioning out of a big firm into a smaller firm, or if you're interested in this issue of the Equal Pay Act, Samantha's a great resource. You know, we've, we've known each other year, for years. She's a lot of fun to work with. So reach out to Samantha Barlow-Martinez. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Samantha, thank you for thank being you here. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rocky. And thank you guys for being here. This is Rocky Deer signing off for Texas Bar TV. We'll see you next time.